0: Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host Ekta and I have a phenomenal guest today. Um, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Monica Blunder who is a founder and makeup professional makeup artist. So welcome to the show Monica. I'm so excited you're here. Hi, welcome. I'm so
1: excited to be here with you.
0: Um, I would love to get started and learn about your journey as an artist and everything, you know, all the experiences and how you got started with makeup and just kind of set the stage to talk about the line.
1: Oh, of course. So I am originally born and raised in Austria, and I moved to America in my uh, early mid-20s. I was around 23 years old. And I really started my journey in, in, in Europe before I came here. I knew uh, at age 14, 15 that I wanted to be in the beauty business. And wow. um, I come from a very small mountain region town in Austria. Actually, Austria from- is
0: my favorite place to go skiing. So
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, I'm from the ski region, uh, very close to Kitzbühel. Which is a very famous uh, ski town, small town. And uh, yeah, that's where I grew up. And I grew up surrounded by lots of nature and beauty and very natural upbringing, you know, uh, skiing after school, that was my activity. And my family was really into um, healthy living. Uh, They grew everything in their own garden and they. Uh, made all their own foods you know so it was very special my upbringing was super special and then um, my brother uh, who is a little bit older than me uh, is um, is a director and he was working at that time as a camera assistant in Munich and mm-hmm. Munich is only about uh, one hour away per uh, train ride from where I'm from in Austria so mm-hmm. I would always go and visit him on set and and and, and that's where really my love uh, came uh, from for, for makeup because I was always super drawn to the makeup department and I really wanted to first do special effects and oh wow uh, Yeah, and uh, because there is really no proper schooling or at that time there was no proper schooling for special effects. That's sort of like how I fell into uh, then doing fashion. I met, um, after I went to makeup school in Germany, I met a makeup artist in Munich who I assisted for quite a while. And uh, and then my brother uh, was living in Los Angeles. He started working as a director in Los Angeles and, um, and uh, something tragic happened his his wife passed away at that time and then he and they had a little child and uh, he asked me if I could come to LA for a little bit to help him so I just literally finished school and I was assisting for like a couple of months in Munich and I was like you know what Right now, I have nothing else. I would like to, you know, I'm going to just come and help you. So that's how I ended up in in L.A., but not thinking that I'm going to live here for the rest of my life. I was just being here for a little bit. And uh, because he was a director, um, he was working on, like, really amazing, you know, music videos at that time. And, um, and then he was working with a makeup artist called Paul Starr a lot at that time. That was his favorite makeup artist. And, uh, and then he, um, he sort of, he asked him one time if I could assist him. And I assisted then Paul a few times. And then I got to meet other makeup artists and assisted in LA for like a year and a half. And, and then I sort of just got stuck here and I'm still here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. That's so awesome, though. I mean, did you like you had no idea that you would fall into it this way? So I I like that it was such an organic journey for you. It
1: was very organic. The only thing I always say would I? Um, I do uh, regret a little bit is that I wasn't able to do the whole New York thing when I was young because mm. you know obviously fashion was more prominent in New York at that time and just uh, assisting and, and doing fashion shows and things like that I wasn't able to do because I sort of you know really came here to help my brother uh, first foremost, right. so um, I didn't get to do that part but um, but Los Angeles had so much other things to offer and and that's sort of how I got into the whole celebrity world
0: that's amazing and you know just to speak on the New York experience I think we all have this wish you know I I know what you mean in that sense but I it, I think your work speaks for itself in, you know in ways that is so global you know what I mean it's like I think when you're able to come up with a product you know that is of like a makeup product that works so beautifully with different types of skin that's a really big deal you know so I, I really i love that you've had this journey and i love that it's been so you know just one thing after another like almost inspired you know
1: yeah no, totally and i i think uh just a whole inspiration for my product really uh comes from my, that's why I wanted you to sort of know a little bit about my, my, my upbringing, my journey, because uh, just growing up in Austria and in Europe was really, uh, uh, was really, um, really inspired Monica Blender Beauty and, and really helped me in my journey, because it is different growing up in Europe than here, and especially growing up Uh, surrounded by so much nature and surrounded by actually I I didn't even know what it meant and now looking back just having that kind of upbringing where your parents go and get their milk directly from the farm or buy their salads and their vegetable at the special you know uh, farmer and and all these things which I didn't think Um, are cool uh, you know it's cool now you know like yeah I mean it's it's it's,
0: like normal for you when you're growing up you know yeah yeah. and and
1: almost like a little bit embarrassing when you're a teenager you're like oh my parents are so weird they make everything on their own you know (laughs) and now it's like cool in LA like like my favorite story is always um, a very a great example is my parents always brought their own bags to the grocery store right because First, they were really into like environmental things and they were really into, um, you know, recycling was just a very like normal thing, not just for my family, for everyone I was surrounded with. So in
0: Europe uh, in general too, right? It's like recycling and these are just habits that people have. Like,
1: yeah, but what I always say is like, um, I don't know if you remember, but When when I first moved to America, like you know, going to the stores, like I was like everyone just you know used the plastic bags, and and no one brought their own bags to the store. And and my dad helped me move, and I remember going to a grocery store, and he brought his own bag with him, and everyone looked at us. They're like, "Who are those weirdos?" And then you know, and then it became really trendy. Like it's really not that long ago, but it's really only. What you would maybe 15 years ago or not even that all of a sudden people are going to whole foods and bringing their own bags and things like that so right. um, mm-hmm. Uh, That was sort of like really, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like. No, but it's a good point, you know, because it makes
0: me think of, it really does make me think of how the simplest things in life are what we're all coming down to wanting at the end of the day, even after our busy lifestyles and living that big life in New York City or LA, like, you know, people are really coming to this point where they're realizing, wait a minute, what I really want is an open market with fresh produce or, you know, uh, just somewhere I can go that's like next door and bring my own bags and you know what I mean just go like simple things almost village life if you think about it you know yeah. when you were describing your opinion your um your upbringing that's how I was raised as well I was r- raised in rural India you know for yeah and, and my grandmothers and my mother like I, I saw the same thing so it's like now we see it's all hip and cool but yeah. you know I think this is it's a great point it's a
1: great point and it really actually I see it a lot in the beauty industry as well so yeah, yeah. and also life just is so crazy. Quick now and fast everything right that I think um, uh, that it's like some sort of like normalcy is just so nice the simplicity to you know because everything is moving so quickly like just look at TikTok or Instagram where you like for me as an influencer like always that pressure of like coming out with new content and like one is not enough like two videos are not enough like everyone wants more and more more and more, more and it's just um, so So nice. Sometimes I'm like, oh, just the simplicity is all I want in life right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I
0: completely agree with you. And I think that this message is so important because so many people forget that, you know, it's not just about taking time for yourself. It's about simplifying your routines so that you don't have to get to the point of like meltdown or, you know, or, or, you know, just stressed out. It's important yeah. to simplify your life. And, you know, I actually want to um, lead into a question I have for you because for me, um, you know, when growing up, when I was doing my makeup, I always used my hands, right? I was never yes. a brush girl. I, I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't get into it. But for me, makeup was almost like exploring, you know, and and really like using my hands and using the color. So when I, first um used your line it really took me back to that feeling of being a child that just really loves playing with makeup and I loved using my hands to like blend in the you know what I mean blend it in like my foundation so I want to talk to you about that because I think the simplicity and the and just the the core of what we need in makeup is really there in your line so can you talk about that and what your vision was
1: Sure. Um, my mother, it's so funny, growing up, again, going back to my mom as an example, um, wore very simple makeup. Um, and I think in general, European women wear lesser makeup. That We have a more like a undone look. That's how I yeah. like to describe it. And my mom would just always, you know, wear a little bit of makeup underneath her eyes, maybe in her T-zone, but leave her skin super natural. And that was sort of my inspiration behind this product, I really wanted uh, something where you like an hybrid where you can use your fingers or a brush, you can use it just underneath your eyes if you want to. But if you have some sort of like skin issues, like um, pigmentation or breakouts or acne, or yeah. damage, like you can also target those areas. And uh, I wanted it to be Um, very skin-like so it was really hard for me to find a product a that is clean because it was again because of my upbringing and now it's really trendy to come out with clean products but it was just a no-brainer for me to to do a product that has beautiful ingredients and that is you know free of you know some harmful ingredients, and uh, and so I just wanted to create something that, that really looks like your own skin, but it also targets certain areas, and it can just make you look like your best version of yourself. And it doesn't look like, oh my god, she's wearing a ton of foundation, right, covering up her face with all these products. I wanted it to to still look like your own skin, and that was sort of my my inspiration behind Blender Cover.
0: I love that. And you know, honestly, it's everything you described. And for all the listeners out there, I just want to tell you guys, like, basically, if I don't know if you have it or not. But if you don't have it, the, the feeling is it's almost like a concealer, like it reminds me of um, there used to be those pot concealers. And <laughs> it reminds me of that, but it's like a much better texture. And so yeah. when you put it on, it's almost like you're it's pliable, it, it can meld with your skin in a way that it's like, obviously giving you a great coverage, but it's really fun to play with. And it's, it's just, you know, I've never, I haven't really needed uh, powder or anything either with it. Yeah. That's what I, I love it. So, you know, I want to talk about the formula, Monica, like, can you go into like, what are, what were some of the things that kind of stood out for you when you were, for, you know, trying to formulate this?
1: Um, I, so the the main really uh ingredient is castor seed oil. And um it it's like castor seed oil sounds almost like a little scary and it sounds like oh my there's something maybe you would put in a in a car or something. <laughs> so I was always like first when I learned about that ingredient, uh my my chemist was really explaining to me that it's it's a wonderful ingredient. And I think that is really what makes, you know, the magic in this formula is castor seed oil, because it allows it to blend out and glide over your skin without, without it looking patchy. And it, it really helps to create a perfect level of coverage, uh, yeah. you know, in a selected area of your face. And, absolutely. and what I love about it, it really doesn't settle into, fi- into your pores or into fine lines. And it yeah, gives you that natural looking finish, what every woman wants. And no, absolutely.
0: That- it doesn't, it doesn't f-
1: uh, fill in. and It
0: also like, um, for me like as I'm aging I'm noticing my skin's getting drier right so like a lot of like cream foundations I can't use because when I use them they it would just like make me look like the dry patches almost come out but with this I don't have that problem that's why I'm just like I was so um, impressed you know like the first time I used it and then as you wear it through the day what I've noticed is that it does you know how foundations get like dewy but then they get oily your foundation just gets dewy it never like i never get oily it's
1: it's crazy good yeah no, oh, it's, it's really, the formula is really, really beautiful. And uh, I really wanted, what was really important to me is I did not want any silicone in this in this product. And not that silicone, what I've learned is that silicone is actually not as bad as everyone thinks it is. But what I've learned from my chemist is uh, what I don't like about silicone, that is it's not biodegradable. So silicone mm. was for me just a pro, uh, an ingredient I wanted to, uh, uh, leave out, and instead of using silicones, you know, I needed something. Uh, I, you know, I, I opted for like functional powerhouse materials, such as you know, botanical oils, such as the castor seed oil and the safflower, safflower, safflower um, oil and soybean oil, and and those are all these gorgeous, rich, fatty vitamin E acids. And uh, and then I also opted for botanical extracts such as arnica and edelweiss, and then we also have um, aloe vera in it and chamomile. And and the the the, the um, inspiration behind the arnica and edelweiss are really the the two superheroes in the in the ingredient and those again come from my upbringing in Austria and and I want to mm-hmm. tell you a little bit of a story behind those two ingredients is because they're botanicals and we have botanicals growing in Austria. And especially the Edelweiss is what a lot of people don't know, because you just know it from the movie, The Sound of Music. Yeah. But Edelweiss is a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, botanical that actually grows really high uh, on like a 2000 meter mountain. And, and it's it's super high in antioxidants. And and Arnica is another, like I call it my superhero ingredient, because it's great for inflammation. And what I love about Arnica is that it really helps with like redness, and and puffiness um, in in, in your skin. So, um, and I think when you have, like, most women suffer from a little bit of rosacea or redness, and I do have a lot of redness in my skin, so I wanted to have this ingredient, and I don't understand why uh, not a lot of other, you know, formulas do have Arnica, because arnica is just such a great ingredient. And so it was like a no brainer for me to incorporate that as well into Blender Cover.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I I love the skincare aspect of this because you've really approached it in a way where it's like, yeah it's amazing phenomenal makeup but your skin is not being compromised in any way you know it's it's not going to it's not going to take anything away from your natural skin barrier it's not going to take an, anything away from your hydration and you know all that and I really l- appreciate that because for me, good makeup has always been very hard to find in terms of foundations. Yeah. And so when I find it, I'm like obsessed, but sometimes yeah. that me- leads to me having drier skin or like breakouts, but, but I just can't let like go of that foundation because it's yeah. like my perfect shade, you know? So I really, really appreciate like from a consumer standpoint what you've done in terms of the skincare. I mean, th- yeah. that's really great. Like also I wanted to mention for everyone listening, like one trick I love to do with um, Monica's makeup is I, I put my SPF on first. And that's Correct. my primer. And then oh, I put on so the fun. makeup and it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, it works so nice. Like I've been using uh, like one of my favorite SPS, like Tatcha's SPF, you know what I mean? And I'll use that as my primer and then I'll put your makeup on and it's
1: it's, so it's nice. perfect. Yeah, as, as you can see, I, I, I specifically didn't put SPF into Blender Cover because, um, you know, I'm coming from like a a makeup artist experience and I've, you know, worked obviously over like two decades in this, in this industry. And, and I think a lot of time, honestly, SPF is also like a big marketing push in products because I'm like, why don't you just put your SPF on and then you put your foundation on. And I think for me, it's always like, I don't really need to have SPF in my foundation And when I work as a makeup artist for red carpet events and things like that, I usually always opt for foundations without SPF, because they just the consistency is better, you know, you can see whatever you want to say, but SPF in foundations, it changes the the texture the formulation so for me i obviously i'm a big fan of spf but i think you can do it by itself it doesn't need to be in every single product
0: absolutely absolutely and i completely agree with you and i want you to actually monica give us some tips i want you to give our listeners some tips on how they can use um you know your products for just an everyday look something easy like you know how should they apply it? because i know a lot of people have actually reached out to me and said, please have a makeup artist explain to me how to just do a normal, like everyday look without
1: looking cakey. I mean, I think, uh, for me, skincare and makeup goes one in one, I think that, um, you know, a lot of women, like sometimes forget about skincare, and they, you know, go right into makeup. And I when I work as a makeup artist on set, or if I do a celebrity client, I always spend like five minutes on skincare. And I, you know, I usually, you know, wash, if, if you are out there, and you're at home, and you do your makeup, just, you know, wash your face, put on a nice serum Uh, maybe give yourself like a one minute little lymphatic massage if you have the time or use one of those rollers and then put on a nice moisturizer and then i think your makeup application you will find is just it's just a different experience. And also with blunder cover, like it will just glide onto your face. If you use blunder cover on dry skin, it'll be a different experience because it won't have that slip, you know, like you said, yeah. you put on your toucher beforehand. And, and it just, um, I think that it's it's a different experience. So don't forget to really give yourself a little bit of love and use some good moisturizers beforehand.
0: I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Monica, and everyone listening. I mean, honestly, you guys, you have to check out Monica Blunder's monica Blender beauty and every product she has on there i mean the the colors are i think just beautifully done i mean you haven't gone overboard that's you know that's one thing i i want to talk to you about because right now i think um it's very very like trendy to have like 60 shades you know what i mean if you're a makeup brand or like you know 50s but your products are i feel like so inclusive i mean you yeah the coloring and the shades like i want to i want to go into that how you crafted those because i'm not gonna lie when i first saw it i was like oh uh, you know, I don't know if this is gonna look good, but then my skin just adapts, and it just—it's like a second
1: skin. So, um, so yeah, so we launched in December. And uh, I we launched with Seven Shades, which, you know, it's my, Monica Blender Beauty. It's just me and my partner, Sandy. I have a partner and we're self-funded and we don't have any investment money. So just for you to understand, to come out with a line of seven, it's not one product, it's seven products. So it's uh, it was what we were able to do at that point. But I really wanted to uh, be very inclusive and, you know, i was like i want to come out with seven more shades right away as soon as yeah. we can afford it so we just launched seven more so we're at 14 and i'm so proud of the colors they're so beautiful um we will have seven more by end of the year and then i think i'm done because i feel like blanda cover is very sheer and adaptable and um the you the the colors like as an example i can use shade three and four and like someone like jessica alba who is Latino is like a perfect shade for so Mm -hmm. it just shows you that the shades are super adaptable on the skin and I feel like this uh particular formulation will not need 50 shades and I think sometimes you know it's a whole it's a whole thing also now it's it's a very political thing to come out with 50 shades and I am not gonna lie with you I, I was a little bit attacked at the beginning when I first launched uh like you know there were a few women they were like how can you only come out with seven colors where you know um and and those were women they haven't even tried the formulation they don't know how sheer it is and everything yeah I think that 50 colors you know a lot of times you know I have to tell you if I go to Sephora and I see a line with 50 colors, I get overwhelmed. And it's a lot of the times the shades are all the same, you know, a lot yes. of them in the same family. So, and a lot of times those colors are not created by makeup artists, you know. Yeah. So, I wanted to be really, I'm so proud of the colors and the shades. And I think yeah. that they're very user friendly. Every Shade has a place for a certain skin undertone and uh, I'm yeah I think that they came out beautiful and uh, and I think sometimes 50 shades are is a lot, I think a lot of it will end up being on the shelves will not be sold out of those 50 colors. I, I don't believe that every single one is going to be used. So yeah. then we go back to the environment, you know what I mean? And going to uh, production of so much being produced and a lot of it, you know, uh, will end up on the landfill not being used. So I want to be very mindful of that too, of what I produce, what I bring out, uh, yeah. if you know, and I think that's really important too.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, I want to just make the point, you know, as a woman of color, I'm very sensitive about like, you know, making sure that a brand is like inclusive and really um, not just for me, like obviously, but for like, you know, some of my friends who have very, very deep shades, you know, skin color. And it's almost like, you know, with your line, I can genuinely say I would recommend it to anyone because it's like you said, not only is it sheer the product, but It genuinely does like meld into your skin in a way where it does not Mm -hmm. look like it's not your color. And it's, you know, and if you think about what kind of makeup you're trying to do, I think as a consumer, you also have to understand, like, what is the makeup look, look I'm going for? you know, is it the, is it the classic look where it's like, you know, everyday makeup, which is what I want personally, you know what I mean? And like, just figure out how much makeup you want to use, because I think a product like yours, like you said, it's, you know, like your mom barely did her makeup, like in her, you know what I mean? Most of her skin. And that's a lot of us are like that. Like I'm like that, you know, I barely put makeup on, but when I do put it on, whatever I'm putting on, like for me, concerns are like under eye circles or like spot coverage or, you know, that kind of stuff. So for me, it's like perfect. And as, as consumers, we have to be mindful that every brand can't be held accountable for like these ridiculous things, even though they're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, it's like, you're being inclusive, but if someone goes onto your site and is looking for 60 shades, they yeah. need to understand why you don't have 60 shades. You know what I mean? Like what the reasoning is. And I think
1: You know, that's why I wanted to ask you that. That's such a good point because a lot of times people don't do their homework and it's so easy these days to just be, you know, attacked and, uh, and, and everyone has an opinion about everything, but it's, uh, I think my goal and my mission with, with my brand is just to be, um, you know, uh transparent and be honest and really put everything out there like when you go my on my Instagram like I explain every ingredient there's no hidden agenda and I think now the consumers are so much savvier they're so smart they do their homework they look at the ingredients Mm -hmm. and um, and I think that's the beauty now that like you can really be more open about things I mean I've worked in this business for so many years and you know, you know obviously I'm not going to name names but like sometimes you look at some of the, the 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 companies and you're like oh my god like a lot of this <laughs> is just so much bullshit you know yeah, yeah, and I is. and I honestly wanted to I wanted to just be you know be an open book and 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 have no have no lies and I think that's 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 important to me. I love
0: that. Yeah. I really love that. No. And I really appreciate that, you know, that is at the core of your business because, you know, in this industry, it's very hard to tell real versus fake. And I think for me, that's a huge, like, you know, drive behind my podcast is like to hear the real stories of entrepreneurs that are doing it right. You know, like you, and I want to get that out there because I think consumers like we are so inclined to blindly just follow trends. And unfortunately You have to realize like, you know, you have to do your makeup and you like, or not your makeup, (laughs) your homework and you have to figure out what you like and, and really kind of dive in. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you've shared your story and I love it and I love everything that you're doing. Um, You know, I, but I do have one last question for you um, about the business end, because I know that as a makeup artist, I mean, as an artist, how was it like, you know, transitioning to being an entrepreneur and dealing with all that business stuff?
1: Oh, my God, that's such a great question. Well, yeah, that's all I've known really all my life is, you know, going on set and doing makeup and, you know, uh, you know, taking care of my clients. And but honestly, it's always been a dream of mine to have my own product. It's it's just I knew like many years ago, I was always talking about it. One day I'm going to have a product. It was just never the right time. And, uh, you know, I had children and, you know, I was raising my kids and then working a lot. And so it was just about a couple of years ago where I had this idea that I want to do this, this, this product. And I knew it's, I I knew I wanted to do a complexion product. And then I met my amazing partner, Sandy, who is doing this with me. And uh, I also knew that, you know, getting older and me having done this now for so many years being on set, I knew that there's more out there for me and I, I wanted to have something for myself and for maybe my daughter one day and create a business that is you know my own and not being dependent on you know um a client to book me because it's a very you know fickle business makeup artists and, oh, and yeah. you know and, and and when i started there was so much work and now with covid and everything you know there's so much little work out there the rates have changed so much and um and i just you know wanted to have something for myself not being dependent and and build a business and i was really Um, it was just so fascinating to me to start this business and like working with the lab and learning like the business side of it. And um, it's just been the greatest, um, you know, accomplishment I think I've ever done to come out with this product and uh, learning so much about it as well. And just having, you know, something on my own. is just amazing. So um, I I love that.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm
1: so glad.
0: And, and, you know, honestly, I think, you know, when you've had such a wonderful career and so much experience, it's almost like you have to give us back something, you know what I mean? So I think this is your present to us. That's how I look at it as a consumer. Aww. And I, you know, and I hope everyone listening out there, you guys have got to go try Monica Blunder Beauty, where I'm gonna tag um, the I'm gonna tag the company in the in the art, but also it's MonicaBlunderBeauty.com. So go check out the site, leave us some comments and feedback if you have questions for Monica's team, leave them in the comment section. And
1: yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode and thank you so much, Monica. This was amazing. This was so much fun. Oh, one more question: What is what shade number are you in Blender Cover? I'm dying. I'm four point five actually. Oh, that's such a beautiful shade. It is it has, perfect. <laughs> it has like a little olivey undertone. So you must have some olive in your skin. Yes, I do. And it, it just, it makes it look perfect. Like it's like I have,
0: I'm told, um, you know, neutral undertones, but it's it's really olive, I guess, because it, it just looks like my second skin, honestly. <laughs> oh, I,
1: I love it. Okay, well, whenever you need more, let me know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and I'll be back next time. Okay, bye.